and uh, and we've seen God do incredible things. I, I in one town in Kenya we saw six hundred percent of the population in our tent of of that little village. We we put up the tent and and there was only a thousand people in the in that in that town. And I thought, why did we put up this huge tent here? And uh, and and uh, the, our our team had done all the work and. I, I would have probably, I thought if I'd have known, I would have gone somewhere else. But God knew better. And in the last service, we had, I think, 6,500 people in the tent. They came walking for 20, like 20 miles to come to the service. And God was doing miracles. Hallelujah. And, and um, just, just at that one place, you know, that there had been a rumor gone out because our, the name of our ministry is Sita. C-I-T-A, Christ is the Answer Ministries. And uh, they, the word in Swahili for Sita is six, S-I-T-A. And so they said, this ministry is Sita ministry. That means it's 666. It's the Antichrist. Anybody who comes and gives their life to Christ and signs up, you're signing up for the Antichrist. There was one of the, I think the Catholic Church had kind of been spreading that rumor around. And we were having altar calls and nobody was coming. And uh, I thought, man, Lord, what's going on? And for two days, there was no breakthrough. Uh, almost nothing happening. Almost no miracles happening. There was a lot of resistance in the air. But then uh, we just prayed, said, God, you've got to do something. You've got to do something. I was discouraged. I was really discouraged. We had, we had just about 1,000 people or 800 people in the meetings, this huge tent. And, uh, and then on the third day, there was this little boy that came and he had a, he, he had, had a, a, a hip injury three months ago and he wasn't able to walk. His parents couldn't afford an operation because it was just like $100. That's what, all they would have needed to get it uh, sorted out. And he had, he had osteomyelitis, an infection of his bone. And, uh, and he, it wasn't healing. It was getting worse. And they had no option. And this boy said, Mom, they're praying for the sick at that crusade. Can you Let's go. And so the little boy came came to the uh, came to the front I saw him there and we just started praying for the sick and the next thing I saw was I saw him and his mother dancing at the side over here and they were holding their, their crutches up the little boy had had the crutches I still have those crutches but uh, they were holding the one the boy had one crutch and the mom the other one and they were just dancing over there so I said bring him up on the stage so they brought him up on the stage and and uh, and they began dancing and and everybody went wild they, they, everybody kind of knew each other there. And uh, there was so much dust in the tent. You, 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 you could almost, it was like a fog all over. It was just because people were jumping and dancing. And it was just so muggy. You couldn't hardly see anything. But there was such rejoicing because of this miracle. And from then on, we had the breakthrough. And that's why people were coming from all corners. But that's how God works. Our God is the God of the impossible. And so many times we tend to look at our, our, our impossibilities, the things that can't happen and how terrible things are. But when we get perspective, that's where God breaks through. Hallelujah. And um, uh, God is so good. You know, just um, last year, my, my little daughter, uh, my daughter, Melody, she's our oldest. She was, she was with us at a crusade. And there was a, a lady at, 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 one, at, at the crusade. She came from the first day. And I saw them brought, bring this lady. And her legs uh, were so, so weak that, they couldn't, uh, that she couldn't walk at all. They, two women would bring her. And her legs were dragging behind her. And they would bring her and set her on a chair. She would, had enough strength to sit, but she couldn't walk at all. And she had she'd been sick for 20 years. 
And uh, one of the, the, the doctor or the nurses that I talked to later said probably it was polio, that she had gotten a, a, a lame, laming of her, of her whatever. She couldn't walk. Um, and, and she came every day, and they would drag her to the front and set her down. And we were praying and say, Lord, heal this lady. And, and then at the end of the service, she'd go back, and she, she, well, she hadn't gotten her breakthrough. And we just kept praying, Lord, heal this lady. And then on, on, sa- on Saturday, it was uh, Melody was with me there, and it was her birthday. And uh, so we, we were praying for the sick again, and, and she, she went behind the stage. And, um, and she said, Lord, you know, it's my birthday today, and I don't want anything. I just pray, Lord, just give me a birthday present. Let that lady get healed today. And, uh, and the power of God came over her. And man, I saw her with my own eyes for the first time in 20 years, standing up with her own strength on her own two feet. And it, I, I just couldn't believe it. And then they brought her, and she was standing on that stage, a little wiggly, but uh, she, she was standing by herself. And uh, man, it was such an awesome breakthrough for, for that lady. After 20 years, she could stand and she could actually walk. These, uh, you, know, her, you could see her feet start moving again. Uh, and, and of course, the muscles need to get strength and all that. But God is the, is the God of miracles. And, uh, and uh, it's a joy to serve the, this, the, the, the great and awesome God because He is so good. Um, and I, I, I just uh, feel led this morning to, to talk about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Um, we, so, many, so many of us go through life and we don't go, we're not walking in the supernatural. Um, we walk in, in our own strength. And, and sure, God gives us wisdom and sure, God helps us. But so many times we are not walking in His strength. God says, God says to us I, uh, that, that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. But I can tell you something. In moments of temptation, I need the supernatural power of God. When the devil comes in as a flood and he brings everything he can against us. And then sometimes you stand there and you say, God, it's coming like a flood. I, there's no way I can stand up against these things. And I, I need you right now. And when, when the Holy Spirit comes, he helps us to stand because the bible says that god gives us the strength to stand up under temptations but it's not just temptations it's all kinds of things in this life we need the anointing of the holy spirit to be able to stand against the powers of the devil uh, the bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations, bringing in uh, every thought into the obedience of Christ. And, and those thoughts have to come into the obedience of Christ. If you're having thoughts of suicide, it has to come into the obedience of Christ. Amen? You're not going to let that, that, uh, that, uh, um, that ulcer or that cancer keep growing in your spirit. You need to take it uh, captive in Jesus' name. And break those things in Jesus' name. And, and the, uh, the, the devil is afraid in this generation because God is about to do something new in this generation. Hallelujah. Because God is going to, God is raising up a new, a new generation. And you know, the devil would like you to believe that everything's going to stay the same way it, it has been all this time. And you're going to walk in defeat and you're going to walk. In, don't listen to the devil. God has a different message for you. 
This is the time of victory. And this is the time to start looking to Christ and saying, God, in with you, I am more than a conqueror. And I'm not going to let the enemy take anything from me. Uh, I am walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, if, you look at the, if you look at the story of, of Elijah and Elisha, there was something about Elisha, and you've probably heard this story many, many times. There was something about Elisha that just that really uh, uh, spoke to me. Uh, Elisha was somebody who wasn't, who wasn't going to give up. And uh, many, many people, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to seeking God, they give up far too easily. I, I just recently read about uh, William Seymour. I think it's William Seymour. He's the, he's the, the revivalist. Um, he was told, he, he was so hungry for revival. So hungry for revival. And somebody told him, listen, if you want revival, just pray. And so he started praying five hours a day. And he was praying five hours a day. And he prayed without seeing anything for two full years. Five hours a day. And after two years, after nothing had happened, uh, he said, God, uh, I'm so hungry for you. I, I need more of you. And God and the Holy Spirit was leading him. And he said, listen, you need to pray more. So he started praying seven hours a day. And he, and, he, and he prayed another one and a half years for three and a half years before the true breakthrough came in his life. And you see, so many of us think that if, after, if, if nothing happens within half an hour, okay, we, we're done, God, for today, we'll come back. Maybe you want to come another day, you know? But God is, is looking for people who are going to stand in the gap, who are going to storm his throne, who are going to look after him and say, God, and nothing will stop me. Nothing will stop me, but I'm seeking your face. And after, after three and a half years of intense prayer, that's when the revival started that shook the whole world. I mean, that was a world revival. People came out of there, and that church, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore because everybody went all over the world. They went all over America. They went to Sweden. They went to Norway. They went to Germany. They went to Africa. They went to India. And, and, the, and the power of God was being released all over the world because of a one man that said, God, I need you. He was so hungry after God. And you see, uh, so many people think that when we deal with God, it's all cheap. It's so, and so many of us have been taught that, that grace is free, it's cheap. You know, but, but listen, and, and it's so available. Let me tell you something. God's grace is not that available. It's only available because Jesus shed his life's blood and he died on the cross of Calvary. That's why there is grace at all. And it was very, very costly. It cost God the most, the, the highest price. You were worth so much that God was willing to give His Son for you. His blood was shed on the cross because of your sin. Because He loves you. That's what you're worth to God. And you see, God, the God's grace is very, very costly. And even in this day and age, when, when, where, where, where so, so much permissiveness is going on, God is looking for people who are going to stand in the gap and start to live a holy life again. A life that is pleasing to God. A life that is holy before God. Where we don't just look over sin. Where we don't just excuse things. But where we start to deal with things. And we say, God, it doesn't matter what it costs me. But I'm going to be holy before you. Because God is looking for a people that are holy and, 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 and uh, consecrated before Him. 
But if you look at the story of Elijah and Elisha, uh, when Elijah knew he was leaving, he said to Elisha, he said, stay here. First, uh, for, first he started in Bethel, then I, I, I don't remember exactly, but there was three places. The last one was the Jordan. But anyway, he started to one place. He said, Elisha, stay here. I'm, I, I need to move on. Just, just uh, you know, do your ministry and, and, and you'll be fine. And Elisha said, no way, I'm not leaving you. And he stuck, stuck to Elijah because he knew he was going. And if you read the story, he knew he was going. And then, and then the second, uh, uh, he came to the second place and prophets came up. And they said, they said to, uh, they said to uh, uh, Eli- Elisha, you know that Elijah's going to leave you today. And he said, yes, I know. Uh, but don't say any more about it. I'm sticking to him. And Elijah again said to Elisha, hey, just stay here. I'm going. I'm going down to the Jordan. And, and, and uh, uh, again, Elisha said, no way. I'm not leaving you. And when they got to the Jordan, you guys know the story of how Elisha talked to, uh, to Elijah. And Elijah said, listen, I'm going to be leaving soon. Uh, what do you want from me? And, um, and Elisha said, I want a double portion of your spirit. I want a double portion of what you have. And he said, you've asked a very hard thing. Uh, but he said, if you see me, when I leave, if you see me, you got it. And Elisha wasn't about to let his eyes off of him. I mean, he was like not even blinking anymore. Just... And, and, and he waited and waited with, with, uh, with Elijah. And all of a sudden, the fiery chariots came by. And he saw it. And he said, Master. And, and, and he threw off his, his mantle. And Elisha went and grabbed that mantle. And he said, I saw it. I saw it. And, he, and there, was a, there was something about Elisha, a persistence. Something, a, a spirit that would not relent. He was ready to pay whatever it cost to, be, to get the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and that God rewarded that. Because if you look at the miracles that took place, Elisha has double of, what Eli, of the ones that are recorded for Elijah. And, and incredible miracles that, that God did through him. Raising the dead and all kinds of things. God did incredible things through Elisha. Um, but but the, that hungering after the anointing, I, I see I see so little that in, of that in our day and age, where people are are hungry for God and not just the God of power and the God of miracles, but the God of holiness, because God is you can't you can't take one aspect of God, he, he's a, he's a whole package, you know you you got to take all uh, you you've got to take him as he is because he ain't gonna change you're gonna change. Yeah, so, so God was looking for people who say, God, I, don't, I want to know you the way you really are. Because when God, when we get to know God in His holiness and in His righteousness, that's when God is going to make us into world shakers, generation changers. And all of us know our generation is so shaken. So much has happened. And the church is becoming weaker and weaker in America. It's becoming weaker and weaker in Europe and in, all, in so many of the nations of the world because people have, have compromised. You know, Karl Marx said that, that religion is the opium of, of, of the people. It, 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 uh, it makes them, it, doesn't, it takes away the re- feeling of reality from people. That's what Karl Marx said. He was totally mistaken because religion is what gives soundness of mind. 
uh, uh, not 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 religion in the sense of but if you really follow Jesus Christ he will give you a sound mind and a perspective in life amen but but Karl Marx said that but I can tell you something today what what I believe is the opium of of, of the people is entertainment in this day and age people sit in front of the TVs they uh, they they get uh, they their minds are filled with all this stuff in front of in front of the machines the the, the iPods and all the stuff and their their mind is filled with so much junk that they ha- they are numb towards God and 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 we constantly have to shake that off and say God I am not letting myself be influenced by this generation by the spirit of this generation I am going to let myself be influenced by the word of God and this is a, this is a a thing that that we need to shake off these things in this generation to let the anointing of the Holy Spirit flow in our lives. You you have to choose. Are you, you have to choose. Am I going to go the easy way, or am I going to, uh, or, or am I, am I going to go God's way? And if I'm going God's way, is not the easy way, but it's the most awesome way there is. Hallelujah. When you see God ministering through you and, 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 and to people's lives and changing them. You know what, what made 120 people in the upper room who were afraid. They had locked doors. They were afraid. They, they really were. They were afraid of the chief priests and the Pharisees and all these peoples. And they were sitting. They were up there in that upper room. What made 120 people change so that all of a sudden they threw open the doors went outside and started preaching on the open streets they said man you bring it on we're preaching and we don't care about about the the spirit of fear anymore uh what what caused them to change it was the anointing of the holy spirit what caused stephen when he was when he was being stoned when, when you know to stand there and say i see jesus standing at the father's right hand he didn't care what they thought anymore and he stood up and he preached a message from the beginning of the old testament all the way through a message that cut to the heart and got people angry let me tell you if you're what you're preaching is not getting people angry it's probably not the message that god wants you to preach because it'll get people mad or glad yes it'll change it when when <laughs> when when god when you <laughs> When, when God, when you start to preach what God really wants, it'll get, get people mad or it'll get them glad. Uh, one of the two. They'll repent and they'll be so happy. Or they won't repent and they will be mad at you. Uh, but uh, that's the, what the anointing of the Holy Spirit does. It, it, it changes us. And that's what we need in this generation more than anything else. Walking in holiness and walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. What, you know, what, what took Paul? Paul, uh, the, the, the apostle, after Jesus had kind of flung him off that horse and hit him upside the head, said, hey, what, what, what are you doing persecuting me? And, uh, oh, Lord, am I persecuting you? And, uh, and, 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 and he had a real experience. Uh, some people need that kind of experience where we get hit upside the head first. And then we find, oh, that's reality. I'm sorry, Lord. But uh, that's what uh, uh, Paul, Paul um, after he had experienced Christ, changed totally around. The guy was unstoppable. Man, he was beaten. He was he's bitten by snakes. He was, he was uh, uh, persecuted, put in jail, shipwrecked, all this stuff. Everything, the devil tried to throw everything at him. But he was unstoppable. 
He just kept plugging, plugging, plugging. And even, even in jail, they couldn't stop him. He was writing letters and influencing the churches. Nothing could stop that guy. The only thing that stopped him was when they killed him. Uh, what we need Christians like that today that are not going to be stopped by anything. But uh, it's just like a bird. When you tell a bird not to sing, the only way you can get a bird not to sing or to, is, is to kill it. Uh, because it, it's gonna sing it comes it's nature it's part of its nature and that's when the anointing is upon you then nothing can stop you because it's second nature you just love to worship you love to be in the presence of god you love to be just just to give god glory and to see people touched by the gospel that's what it's all about the anointing of the holy spirit that's what uh changes thing in acts chapter 1 verse 8 it said uh uh wait in Jerusalem until you get the promise of the Father and it says and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth now there's something about that, that scripture verse that, that really uh, uh, God revealed to me because so many people think that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is to get me a good feeling I, I, I love to I, I, want, I want the anointing of the Spirit because man it felt good to fall on the ground or I love man there was the power in that service and I feel good today God does not anoint you to feel good God anoints you it says you, uh, you will receive the Holy Spirit and you will be my witnesses God, when God puts his anointing upon us it's for a purpose it's so that your life will make a difference in this generation that your family your children will hear the gospel that they will hear what what the reality is listen when you when when the anointing is upon you you can you can read their mail let me tell you you can read their mail they can stand there and they can come and they can say, listen, God has just revealed to me where you were last night. You were right here and here in this, in this bar. And oh, nobody knew. You know, I tell you something, God can, God, God will reveal things. <laughs> My brother had, had, had an experience like that. One of the team members was committing adultery on, on his team, evangelistic team. Uh, that's not what you really want when you're trying to reach the lost. And, uh, and the power was gone. And so he said, uh, we're going to pray and fast and, and, and see God to, to, to find out what the problem is. And they started praying. And, and all of a sudden, in prayer, God said, listen, there's somebody committing adultery. So he said, one of you guys is committing adultery. And I want you to come forward. And, uh, and uh, th- nobody came forward. Of course, nobody knew about anything. And you know how people are. Uh, we don't know about these things and, and whatever. So he said, in the name of Jesus, whoever's doing it, I command you, you will not sleep until you come forward and uh and so they went they stopped the prayer meeting and they went and uh one of the guys couldn't sleep anymore and he went one day couldn't sleep he was up all night the next day he was up all night after three days of not sleeping a wink uh, he came forward he said listen i'm the guy please pray for me i need i want to sleep again you know, I can't, I can't sleep. And so the guy came forward. Let me tell you something. The anointing of the Holy Spirit breaks yokes. Amen. And it will reveal things and it will change things. God wants, wants a, a, a new generation of holiness to stand up. Because that's what will change this world. Hallelujah. But Jesus, Jesus uh, he's, he, he, uh, he wants to anoint us with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist said about Jesus, he said, After me 
will come somebody whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. With the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now the word baptizo in, in, in the, in the uh, Hebrew or Greek, whatever it is, it's one of those languages, um, Greek, thank you very much. Um, the word baptizo was a word used for immersion. It, you, you, you put something and you put it under water. Now, uh, it was very, very well used very much in relation to dying. Uh, you you uh, make a water solution, you put dye in it, and then you take a white cloth or whatever color it is, and you put it in that in that dye. And as it sits in that dye, it that cloth takes on the color of the dye. And 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 that's when Jesus says, uh, "You will be," uh, or, or when John said, "There's uh, Jesus is coming, and he'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire." It means, hey, you're going down in the fire. And you're gonna, uh, you're gonna be immersed in that, and you will take on the nature of that fire. You will become like God. You won't be God. You won't be God, but you will become like God. Your nature, the things that are important to you, will be like God. The, everything, everything that 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 your your whole life will be. It's all about God. It's all about Him. And that when 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 you when and that's what the anointing is. You're baptized in fire, and then when you when God takes you out of that that fire, you're dripping the fire, and and everywhere you go, you know you're you're kind of dripping the fire, and people around you, they, whoa, man, that that was hot, uh, and they and they feel that that burning sensation because there's something different about you. There's something in your life that's different. And God, God wants us to be dripping with the, with the anointing so that everywhere we go, it's... Psh- oh, sorry, hole, hole in the ground right there. Uh, but we're, we're, we're moving in the, in the fire uh, of the Holy Spirit. And you, you move your arm. You know, you, you got it all over you. That's what the whole being anointed with the Holy Spirit is all about. God wants us to move in that anointing, in that fire. And you know, uh, the, the, the fire of the Holy Spirit, it is such an important thing. And, and you know, uh, in this day and age, the, the, if, if you wanted to go up into space, and you go up in, into, into the space, the, the, we have a problem up there, and that is that there's no oxygen. Uh, everything around you in that atmosphere m- means death, right? If you go to the moon, uh, if you if you just jump out of the rocket, uh, you're dead. I mean, because it's all death around you. There's no oxygen. Your your body will just die within just a few uh, within a couple of minutes. But they, the 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 scientists came up with a little thing called a spacesuit, and you put on that spacesuit. And all it is, it, it isn't very big at all. All it is is this thing that you're, you're sitting in. You can look out of it, and it's, it, it's, it's about your size. It makes you about the, a little, maybe a little higher than you are. But inside that spacesuit, you have an atmosphere of life. And you see, God sends us into the world, and all around you in the world, there's an atmosphere of death, spiritual death. Everything around you will try to kill you. It will try to suck the life out of you. It will try to take the anointing of the Holy Spirit away from you. But when you are uh, anointed with the Holy Spirit and with a fire, that flame around you gives you the atmosphere of life. 
And yet you move as you walk. You are walking life. Life. Sin comes at you. It gets burned and it just falls to the ground. Because you have an atmosphere of life. You have God's spacesuit on in an atmosphere of death. And that's why we can live a holy life and a sinless life in, in this earth. You know, we need to be so plugged into God that sin has no chance in our lives again. That, that God can just work upon our lives in such a strong way that we are world changers no matter what we do. Because God, we're, we hear the voice of God. We're obedient to the voice of God. Now, the, the thing that makes the anointing start to function is faith. Uh, when we start to walk by faith, when God speaks, we obey. We become people of obedience no matter what. We do what God says. God says I, 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 uh, uh, obedience is better than sacrifice. Some people want to disobey God, commit adultery, do whatever, and then they give God a big offering. Uh, it ain't going to work. And that's what Saul tried to do in the Old Testament, and he was rejected by God. Uh, he tried to do everything, you know, and bring, oh God, we brought these, all these, these uh, uh, sheep and cattle, we're going to sacrifice them to you. God said, I don't want your sacrifice. I want obedience. And that's what God is looking for. Uh, the anointing and obedience go hand in hand. You can't separate them. You cannot separate them. That's what uh, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is what God needs in this generation. You know, some, some, some Christians have become fireproof. And even if you take them and you try to baptizo them into the fire, they, they, they're, made of, they're, they're, they're made of fireproof material. Nothing ain't going to get them uh, excited anymore about God. Uh, they, 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 yeah. uh, you, you cannot, they can't, you, you can't, you, somehow the fire doesn't get to people anymore. And uh, the Bible says, talks about a conscience that is seared with a red iron. Uh, God wants us to become soft before Him. Soft hearts. He is the potter. We are the clay. And He wants, uh, he wants to move in our spirits and, and start, to, start to soften our hearts. And, we, and, and, and if He truly is the potter, if, they're, they're, if He's making a, 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 a vessel out of our lives and there's something hard in there, He will pull that thing out and He'll throw it away. And we'll say, ouch! But we say, God, have your own way. Have your own way. Lord, whatever sacrifices I need to make, I'm going to do it for you because you need to have your way. And then he makes us into a beautiful vessel that he can use, a vessel of honor. How many of you want to be a vessel of honor for Jesus? Hallelujah. That's what God is looking for today. Hallelujah. We need, we were born with destiny. You were born with destiny. You were born to shine for Jesus. You were born to, run, to, to move in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You were born to make a difference. And if the devil has tried to sidetrack you and tried to get you going in many different ways, listen, today you can, you can set a marker and say, from today on, I refuse to let the devil have his way in my life. I am going to walk in holiness. I'm going to walk in righteousness. I'm, I'm going to be a person that is, that is, that is, uh, that, that, that's moving in their destiny. You know, so many people don't know what their destiny is. But I tell you, God didn't let you be born on this earth for nothing. Amen. You're not here just as a mistake. Even if your mother was a prostitute and you don't know who your father was, you are not a mistake. Hallelujah. 
You are important. You're significant. And even if your parents told you all your life, you're a nothing, good for nothing, and, and, and you have no value whatsoever. Listen, that is a lie of the pit of hell. The devil has a different message for you. You are important. Hallelujah. You were born with destiny. And as you walk and, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon your life, you will start to see a different value on your life. You see, if, if you're important enough that Jesus would hang on the cross and die for you, there's no discussion anymore. You are valuable. You are ab- above and beyond valuable. God loves you so much that he gave his only son for you. You're significant. You're born with destiny. Your life is important. And God wants to use you in such a powerful way. God has an anointing, a special anointing for your life. You know, so many people think, uh, well, I would like to be like Brother Harlan. I'd like to have his anointing. Or I'd like to have Benny Hinn's anointing. Or I'd like to have somebody else's anointing. Listen, let Benny Hinn have his anointing. He needs all of it. He isn't going to share any of it. He needs all of it. But listen, God has something for you. When, when I was a little boy, and my brother uh, would walk out of the house, and he'd have a, a, a chocolate in his hand, and he was eating the chocolate, you know, I, I man, I, I would get hungry. I, I, I want some of that chocolate too, you know. And, 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 and I'd see him come out. You know, the, the craziest thing for me to do is try to go and rob him of his chocolate. Because he was bigger than me, quite a bit bigger than me. And so he he just beat me up, you know. And uh, but but you know I, I learned very early that all I need to do is ask him, hey, where'd you get that chocolate? And he said, was it mom or dad? Mom all the time. You moms know that. Dad dad rarely brings chocolate home. It's usually mom. Um, so I'd, I I would go to mom and say, mom, you gave my brother Peter a piece of chocolate. Uh, you must have something for me. And my mom would open up her handbag, and sure enough, there would be something. Uh, some, some good piece of candy or chocolate or something and she would pull it out and she'd give me my own chocolate let me tell you something God has your chocolate he has, he has it ready for you he has an anointing that's, that's unique and special for you and as you start to walk in that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna grow, you're, you're gonna uh, just uh, unfold like a flower in that anointing you don't have to be somebody else. You're not a photocopy of anybody because God made you unique and special. There's nobody in this earth that's like you, but you're significant. And God has a special anointing for you. And he wants you to walk in that power. And so that when you, wherever you go, that, that fire is, is burning all over you. The fire of the Holy Spirit making a difference in your family, in your children, in your parents, wherever you go. It's making a difference because God is doing great things through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all stand on our feet in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Precious God, we love you so much. We thank you, God, because you are awesome. Your presence is here this morning. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you. And right now I pray, Holy Spirit, have your way here. Have your way, O Lord. Lord, we pray that you would just, just, just do, Lord, do what you need to do here this morning. Because Lord, this is your service. This is your, this is your service right now. And Holy Spirit, just begin to speak to our hearts. 
I pray, oh God, that, that, that you would start to burn where you need to burn things away from our lives, that you'll pull them out, Lord Jesus, the, the, the impurities out of our lives, Lord. We want to be holy before you. We want to be people of, that are examples, Lord Jesus, not driven by temptation and sin, but driven by holiness. Oh God, that's our desire. And Lord, as we stand here this morning, I just pray, Holy Spirit, have your way, have your way. And as we're in the presence of God, if you're here today and you, you just sense the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, there, are, there have been things in your life, you, you sense that, that there are impurities that God needs to remove uh, from your life this morning. Uh, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you have, but you have been living in compromise. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to you this morning. I just want you to raise up your hand. Just put it up and say yes to Jesus right where you are. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Hallelujah. I, I want those of you just, just, just come.